0: Human trafficking, One of the largest crimes exists in every country of our world. A handful of organizations are hard at work rescuing the children, women, and men who have become the victims. This is Rock Against Trafficking, the radio show featuring your host, Gary Miller. Help us build awareness as we talk to musicians, artists, producers, and others in the entertainment industry, showcase their projects, and build awareness to help put an end to human trafficking. Now, here is Gary Miller.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I've got a great guest on today uh, called Chris Laurie from Destiny Rescue. He's an organ, a great organisation that, that they go out in the field and the rescue of the children and set up stings in Cambodia, for the Philippines, Manila to rescue these children. Um, he sent, you know, they, they're under the sent. He sent me some undercover surveillance videos, which is absolutely appalling. You know, you've never seen anything like the condition that these children live in. And also, I want to play a couple of the songs from the Set Them Free album. The first, the first will be Roxanne by Glenn Hughes from Deep Purple, and then the second will be um, Synchronicity from, the new, from Journey. Journey are about to go on tour, and they're going to promote the album and uh, their song that they did on, on all the Arenas. So it's very exciting. There's a lots and lots of things and lots of awareness coming on now with for Rock Against Trafficking and in the entertainment industry. So I'm going to be getting many guests on in the future, um, you know, from the music music industry, and uh, see what we can do about this problem. I had to record the uh, the interview with the guy from, from Destiny Rescue. So here's the snippet from, from the interview that I did earlier in the week. And this is Chris Laurie from Destiny Rescue, who do an absolutely wonderful job. So I'd like to play this snippet. So, Chris, do you, do you want to tell do you want to tell everybody you know the job that you've got to do and what you're trying to achieve and everything?
2: Yeah, you bet. So, I can maybe start with what led me into the anti-sex trafficking, and it was, it was in a visit to Thailand in 2008, where I had my initial exposure to some of the goings-on concerning sex slavery and, and the and the sex tourist industry. And um, we had an individual had taken us around to about five different orphanages in the northern states in Thailand. And um, they were sharing with us some of the cases of some of the young kids that were at the orphanages. And so that was my real first exposure to a greater depth of understanding of what goes on. Um, Some years later, back in uh, 2011, 2012, I paid a visit to Destiny Rescue and their operations, and I met a good number of the staff, including Tony and Damien, who runs all the rescue teams. And uh, I visited one of the one of the recovery homes uh, on a day where they were having graduation of phase one of restoration. And on that day, the girls they had gone through like a six month first stage of recovery uh, program. And on that day, the girls were celebrated and they were treated like like a princess. And during this one part of the ceremony, the girls will be in seats and all the others, the other girls are around and the staff are washing the feet of the girls. And there's like there's tears everywhere. And um, because these girls would never have known love to this magnitude uh, in their life. And uh, they they're there because their concept of love uh, was completely distorted. Um, in some cases from the time they were born in other cases um, it just became dilute and distorted through the process of their lives and then um, whatever it was that uh, moved them into being entrapped into the uh, in being trafficked into the sex uh, industry. So that was my first exposure and then um, recognizing getting to know some of the team members uh, better I went to Cambodia as well to visit some of the staff and homes there and and as I got to know the crew better they're just phenomenal phenomenal individuals and um, it was obvious that the all of the volunteers and missionaries um, Mm -hmm. they're all on their own coin so they're all there on their own some of them have brought their families over realizing that they just kind of barely make it from year to year uh, we just got involved just with some some support with uh, you know computers and some financial mm. support and whatnot then through that process I got to know um, the industry even better through some visits and then uh, starting last year just had a lot more time to um, invest to going uh, on the front lines and so so now and that's where that's where I am and that's where I yeah. m- lo- love to be. And-
1: I, I mean it looks I mean it looks quite dangerous as well do you have to go through some rigorous training to, to, for the sands to look out for I suppose don't you as well
2: well like anything it's a process and um, so you know your first exposure will be fairly limited where you kind of go with the crews and then each individual um, other than the leaders certain individuals like myself my profile of course is a Caucasian male yeah. and a Caucasian male will be used as call it a tool um, and I'll play a specific role as a Caucasian male, you know, as a foreign sex tourists. And so you will slowly adapt to the, the task uh, at hand and to the processes that are in place that have been planned out by the um, anti-trafficking teams and the leaders in the teams, um, both on the surveillance front as well as for the raids and uh, the manner in which the teams cooperate with police. So um, over, you know, ex- a growing exposure over time you slowly adapt to to what's required of you and then you become more skilled in your position. But um, for me I, I just went in and um, I said I'll just do whatever it is you need me to do. Uh, you know I might make some mistakes but I'll just yeah. try to take on the role the best I can and, um, and it's uh, worked out uh, well so far but uh, to answer your question uh, Yes, it's uh, it's quite dangerous. Um, it's, you know, um, probably not any more dangerous than being, uh, undercover in, you know, in Los Angeles,
1: yeah,
2: undercover, you know, drug agents. so, and I'm working primarily in Manila, uh, where the, uh, sex trafficking is quite rampant, keeping in mind that it's, uh, a population of 20 million people in this small space—it's the most densely populated city in the world. So you've got people on top of people and traffic, that that makes L.A. look like an open freeway.
1: <laughs> That's really, not really.
2: And it's it's yeah to go to go um, six miles can take an uh, easily take like an hour and a half, you know. But you can you can't walk because there's no proper sidewalks and. And, and, you know, so it's not a straight line. So Manila, the wielding guns is fairly, you know, it's a lot more commonplace than, than even in America. So when you, when you go to a Starbucks in Manila, there will be a sign posted on the door on your way out that has like the, the no gun symbol. Yeah. And um, it'll say, thank you for making our coffee experience it's more pleasant. Uh, by, you know, just not bringing your gun into our establishment. So it's it's fairly, you know, guns are, are more used more liberally um, in Manila, and particularly given mm. uh, the fight on drugs um, at the moment. So
1: okay. um, it is... And I suppose you've got a tourist problem. I mean, obviously, a lot of tourists, but Americans, English, all people from all over the world go there for just for that reason, don't they? I mean, that's, so you've got a problem there if it's a big tourist attraction. Then it's um, very difficult to to stop it, isn't it? Really,
2: in uh, in in uh, Thailand, uh, sex tourism is obviously um, quite substantial. Where in in uh, Manila, the sex because there's not a lot of reason to go to Manila. You know, there's no real simple pleasures in Manila, and so unless you're there on business, you don't see a lot of people that will go there specifically for as uh, sex tourists. While they do have. Um, primary sex tourist regions in manila it's more places like thailand and cambodia that have other uh, you know vacation holiday type offerings along with the sex tourism but um so in manila where we're operating is yes we do cover the primary the primary areas in manila that the red light districts column. Mm-hmm. um but we're we're typically in the streets out in some of the more remote parts of Manila where there's no Caucasian to be seen and we're looking for the networks. So we have, um, we have a, a couple of frontline operatives that will go into the most remote places in Manila and they will um, ask around where they can find uh, young girls and then they'll end up being connected with a pimp and the pimps are typically female. Um, sometimes they'll work in male-female teams mm-hmm. or husband, husband-wife teams
1: you know just just across there it's funny you should say it's female that was my next question because a lot of people tend to think that this is like a male thing that a male do it but you know a, a child would, would would go with go along with a woman more than they would a man but i think i, I was yes. told that it's 50 percent women are, are the pimps as well
2: yes the the large majority are female uh, really? and also the mama son at the establishments so so let's look at two scenarios um so we have two scenario two primary scenarios where we're looking to access uh the networks is one is through the bar establishments and one is on the streets so if we're on the streets um, we have a lead operator that will connect with the pimps and then he'll say, you know, we have uh, – I've got some Caucasian guys. They're here working on contract, and they're looking for some young girls. They want to keep it discreet, et cetera. And so once that initial connection is made, they become the medium through which we will communicate. And then we would uh, – let's say, for example, the girl says, uh, yes, okay, I can bring them by. I can bring out some girls for them to see. And what what will happen in this scenario is um, – they will bring out some girls that may be uh, questionably underage because in Southeast Asia, the girls can look young for their age. Yeah. But they'll be, they may be questionably underage because they want to uh, test to see uh, who we are, what we're like, whether or not we are potential clients, whether we're a risk to them. And, so, and then we're doing the same with them. And so we'll we will show up and we'll see who they bring out and then, if there is a what we call a target, if there's a target that we believe within the group, um, or several targets, will we will um, express interest uh, in the target specifically? And if there's some question, what we may do is we may say, well, look, um, you know, we're not too interested right now. They're just we need we need younger girls, or you know, or we come up with some some excuse as to why we're not interested right now. And then it creates a bit of a pursuit uh, game. And uh, then, uh, then we'll make a second contact and then we'll come back. And then, quite often, the second time around, you'll see some younger girls where there will be definitive uh, uh-huh. targets. So, we would do, and, and all of this is uh, is under surveillance. So, everything's being recorded um, as much as we possibly can in any event. Yeah. Then, we would make a, uh, a purchase of a girl that's documented. And uh, so, we're building, we're ultimately building evidence against the specific uh network um looking for a larger group of girls so once we do like a test buy scenario a few things could happen at that point they could say you know there's there's where you have to go with the girl is right here next door um with a girl or you may be able to take them on your own for a certain period where you know, so let's say we take them on our own we would could maybe go to McDonald's or something, get them an ice cream and say, and then have a stage a phone call or whatever and say, oh look, you know, like oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I gotta go. But the manner in which we will treat the girl would be unlike what they're accustomed to. So you're not being overwhelmingly kind, but you're being respectful. Right, and okay, so, yeah. Yeah. so there's a very delicate balance in terms of the handling of the young girl because she's scared. Um and so they're 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 very scared. And so they're not sure what's gonna happen and they're you know, so and and they know that
1: they're being watched. Um so is that what uh, is that what happens there Chris that you'll you get followed, so somebody's following you with would they know where you're going with the girls, do they
2: it depa- it depends. Um so for example if they um want us to go to a specific place, then we will go into the place and we will when you get into if you go into the room with the girl, then um, you would uh, calm her down um, very quietly uh, in a whisper, and um, and then just say like, come up with something like, you know, my friends put me up to this. I'm not interested. You know, you just seem like such a precious girl, and yeah. and then give it some time, and then you make your way out. So, so it's that's not usually uh, the case, um, but the point is that we're building uh, evidence against. Um, so and we're building trust so when we go back to the same network then we start building a case for wanting to have a party and so uh, we will set up a party and the party is typically at an establishment chosen by uh, by the pimp Mm -hmm. and and again I'm just referring to the way we'll do things in the Philippines and it can vary by country yeah but um, so then our, our lead guy will go out and and he will survey the area uh, the place the establishment where they want to where we're going to have the party where we have foreign tours sex tours coming in Uh, they want young girls they want a quiet private party you know bring us as many young girls as you can and so then they slowly start bringing out girls and they contact their pimp friends and they'll bring more young girls because everybody's will be in on the take so so in the meantime, we've built a case, and then once we have built the case to a certain point, we go to the police, um, we deal with two uh, police, primary police forces in the Philippines, and um, uh, primarily um, Philippine National Police. And, um, and then we go to the police, We our, our head guy in the Philippines will propose the case, and then we will bring a couple of police operatives uh, on the street with us to show them you know the groundwork maybe meet uh, the pimp um, and some of the girls and so that they're familiar uh, with them yeah. uh, and uh, then the the raid is staged and then really it's just a matter of having the girls secured in one location um, we go in as though we're having a party and then once um, once a purchase is made on site with bills that are you know typically marked um, and the you know and the and the surveillance is rolling. Uh, then once that purchase is made for the young target, might be 13, 14 years old. Then the uh, signal is sent. The police come in and uh, they just secure the premises. So when the premises are secured, the obviously the perpetrator is being arrested. You're not kicking down doors or anything like that. It's it's all done pretty softly. Um, and then we have, uh, when we go on the sting and the rescue, the uh, we have we are accompanied by in the Philippines we're accompanied by social services. So, um, so when the social services team comes in, they settle the girls down. They will cover their heads with a towel to to um, hide their identity, um, and and there can be anywhere from let's say eight to um, 25 girls. And sometimes in last, in in, in March, we did one, we had 50 girls. Um, but, uh, so then the girls are settled down. They're usually, usually a lot of tears. Uh, and then they're escorted out to a bus and then they go down to the, uh, to the police station. Uh, they're getting processed to, some of the girls are already known to us because we've already identified them. We've already know the names, ages, birth, everything. Um, others are um, not registered because they may have been drawn out uh, from from the hills, from a remote community. They may have been uh, coerced to come into the city to get a job in a restaurant, and then mm. before before they know it, they're 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 trapped uh, as a as a. Young uh, girl for the purpose of being sold, um, and and so the girls are the girls are processed. It can take some time, and then in the Philippines they are allocated to uh, a a recovery organization uh, that's suitable for the for them specifically. Uh, whereas in Thailand, for example, uh, Destiny Rescue has their own. Uh, programs and their own homes. Uh, in Cambodia, they have their own homes. Um, so it differs depending on
1: the yeah. country. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. That was a wonderful interview. We we didn't have time to play it all, so we're going to play the we're going to play the rest next week, because it's very interesting. You know, I mean, I've Chris uh, Chris sent me the videos, and it's when you actually see the conditions these girls are brought into. It, it's absolutely the most saddest thing you've ever seen in your whole life. You know. And also, it's not just in Cambodia and, and these Philippines. It's actually people must remember that it's actually going on downtown L.A. and everywhere as well. This problem is growing and growing and growing. Children are looked at it as commodities now, rather than you know. And it's just it's just the saddest thing. So, so please check him out on DestinyRescue.org, and these people need donations because this problem is so underfunded. It's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, we're going to go to the break now. And then after the break, we're going to play um, Roxanne, which is now in the in the rock charts featuring Glenn Hughes. So this is, the, this, is the, this is going to be the first single off the Set Them Free album, which is in aid of fighting human trafficking. So I'll be back in a moment.
3: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
0: If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
3: Get Unchained. Influencers channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Voice America Influencers.
0: This is Rock Against Trafficking with Gary Miller. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also reach out via email to gmillermusic at gmail.com. Now back to Rock Against Trafficking, the radio show.
1: Uh, welcome back, everybody. I want to I lighten the subject up a little bit by playing the Roxanne by Glenn Hughes from uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Famer from Deep Purple. So this is the first single from the album Set Them Free, Roxanne. And this is um, Glenn Hughes' rendition of it. Wonderful vocalist, one of the best vocalists in the world. So here you go. See, let me know what you think.
4: Roxanne you don't have to put on the red light. Those days are over. You. don't
1: You enjoyed that. Um I've got an old friend of mine that's calling, called Mr. Dion Estes. He's a bass player that's worked on the record, played with George Michael, Elton John, Marvin Gaye, everybody you can think of. We're very old friends, so I'd like to bring Dion onto the onto the show. Are you there, Dion? Hello, mate. Mr. Mr. Estes, how are you doing? All right. Good, you. Yeah, very good, thanks. Well, yeah, thanks for yeah. thanks for coming on the show. Um I mean, I was just explaining that you've you all. I mean, you always play bass for me. You've Dion was responsible for bringing me to America in the 80s on the Faith Tour that uh, we was on. So, Dion, um, so do you want to tell everybody about yourself, what you've been doing and what you're doing now and everything, your, your involvement with Rock Against Trafficking?
5: Well, you know, just working um, Keeping busy. Um, you know, of course, working with you on um, Rock Against Trafficking, which is great. Just, um, you know, looking forward to um, a lot of things coming up in the
1: future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's um. So De- like I said, Dion's Dion's played with everybody. I mean, every every George Michael hit that you ever you ever from from Faith and Careless Whisper, Dion's responsible for all that. So, um, what's your um? What's the next things you're doing at the moment apart from Rock Against Trafficking?
5: Um, I'm well.
1: I'm getting ready to
5: do um a convention in Texas. Um, Springport. Which is on um, I think um the twenty
1: 22nd, twenty-third in Houston. So I'll oh, be wow, doing, doing some shows there. Okay. Yeah. So um you mean you were in America from in eighty nine, if you remember right, on the on the Faith tour. So yeah, what sir. was that like? What I mean obviously you've been and sadly George has passed away George Michael, but talk a little bit about your um your times with George. I mean, because you was with Wham in the beginning. When oh, you yeah. wrote songs with George yeah. and you and George used to feature you a lot in the in the show, didn't right. he? Yeah, we had a great time.
5: Um, you know, was, um, uh, like I say, a great time. Um, um, a lot of shows, a lot of expansions. And he was a great guy too. You know, he's um, really good people. So
1: deeply missed. You know, and what was and you, and you had you had a single out with him, with, which was "Heaven Help Me." Want it? Heaven help me with you. It was a yeah, duet. Or, was it duet? And, um, oh, was a duet? it was your. It was your. Yeah. City, it was your record. Wasn't it? Right on my album. Um, that
5: was a five, partner. Um, a big record for us. So yeah, it was good. Very yeah. really
1: good, man. Well, me and me and Dale had the same managers in a manager in England, and you know, obviously, you was responsible for bringing me to America in, in that time. I'd never actually been to America before. And uh, I I know, mean, what, do you, what do you think? sorry <laughs> so it's all your fault that it's all your fault with me and dion oh. <laughs> no dion i mean i met dion on a on a in uh, in fact it was in Wemb i think it was wembley wembley arena and he was about to go on tour on the like wham had split up and um george was to him back on his faith tour and i met dion and dion asked me if i wanted to be in the band and um the rest is history, but it was the most wonderful, the faith tour was the most wonderful tour ever, you know. Yes, yes, great. um, And we had some, we had some, we had some good times on that, if I can, not that I can remember much of it, but I think we did. Yes, we did. (laughs) 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 So, so, so you played, we (laughs) played with, you played with Marvin Gaye in the early days, didn't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. I came, um,
5: to Europe, on Marvin Gaye, so,
1: um, that was before George, Oh, that's before George, wasn't it? Yeah, Ed, in Belgium. Strong, we Belgium. Well, uh, all right, Dion. Well, listen. Um, do you want to, What if you have you got a website and everything that you want to you want to announce? Uh,
5: well, I'm just really, yeah, that's just a .com, yeah, .com, but um, um, we should have some other things up soon, so yeah. okay. where people can get in
1: touch. Well, well, yeah. all right, Dion. Well, all listen, right, mate. That, Th- thanks for coming on the show thanks for coming on the show, Dion. And um thanks for having I'll, me, man. Thank you. All right, brother. Well that was Dion. Dionette is a very good friend of mine. We've and it's it's true. He, he was responsible for bringing me to America. And um on that tour, which was the first time I ever came here, which is wonderful. So um, I hope you like the song Roxanne. Um that's that that's in the charts now at the moment. So go go up It's on iTunes. Amazon and all the platforms, Spotify, and everything. So, all the proceeds from that song go to help to fight against human trafficking and to go against it. So, please check out, check out Roxanne Glen Hughes on iTunes. You know, buy it and we'll help all these children. Well, I'd like to introduce Joshua on the was uh, oh, just becoming acquainted acquaintance of uh, mine. So, I'm going to get him on the show now so he can explain to you what he does and the uh, CEO of Live Manor Worldwide. So, are you there, Josh? Yeah, yes, sir. How are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. So, welcome to the show. And do you want to explain yeah. to the listeners exactly what you do? And obviously, we're going to be involved with each other. you are going to help Rock Against Trafficking.
6: Well, it's, it's, it's always fun to say that you're a connector, but um, my nickname is The World's Mayor. I'm uh, very passionate about putting people together to create win-win collaborations. Uh, I've been a, been very blessed to work in a lot of different industries and have a lot of really great relationships. And, you know, I've never been much of a sales guy. Uh, I, but I do enjoy putting people together to go on to, you know, just really create a reality or if they have a dream or they have a product that they've, um, you know, that's something they care deeply about or they have a service that they want to offer or they have a cause like yours against, you know, rock against trafficking. Um, you know, I love being able to facilitate, uh, relationships towards those causes and towards people's passion to just be able to help accomplish whatever the goal is. I mean, I have people that want their product on TV. I have people that want, uh, you know, to set up global distribution or people that are just looking to get sponsors for their cause. Uh, I've been very, very blessed to be, uh, somebody that's really gifted at connecting people and helping them get what they need. And that's the gist of what I do (laughs) with with LiveMana Worldwide
1: well well I mean, that's I mean we need all that because you know, like I said like this this problem that we 've got with all these problems is it's so underfunded, so we need people to connect and people that really care and've got a passion for this for all sorts of different causes
6: oh, and there's a lot and there's a lot of people in need i've always been more comfortable coming up to people and instead of trying to lure them into a a, a sales situation where I'm getting ready to pitch them to something that, that they need to buy for me, I prefer to find out what people need. And I discovered at a young age and it just happened instinctively. Um, you know, my mom used to tell people that I was going to be the world's mayor as a child. <laughs> so it's kind of funny now that I have this nickname as an adult, but I I've always cared more about helping people get what they need and you know, I've always had a heart. I, I worked in, with complex disabilities for 18 years, helping patients with ALS and muscular dystrophy and spinal cord injuries. And, you know, that's a very service-minded industry because you're fighting on behalf of disabled people. Well, I, what I found as I got older and started learning about different causes and some of the problems in the world, and there's really, to me, not bigger than the human trafficking problem, which is a global epidemic, um, you know, it, there's there's just not enough resources or there's not a pe- enough people out there that have been made aware of this problem that we have. It's in every country. There's no country that is innocent. There's no country that is not, um, that they haven't been victimized by this. Uh, it's a massive problem and not enough people know what's really happening. We have politicians, we have celebrities, and not to, not to knock anybody or throw anybody under the bus, but you know the people that are supposed to be protecting these children these women, these men that have been trafficked, the people that are supposed to be taking care of them are actually part of the problem. And oh, no, we, we, we have to work together to, to fight this problem. And the only way we can do it is truly by collaborating, by working together, by connecting other organizations and pulling in resources and working together to make a change. That's the only way that we're going to stop this problem. Yeah, and we've got to expose the people that are the problem. We've got to expose the politicians. We've got, we got to expose the athletes. We've got to s- expose the celebrities. Uh, and I'm sure that makes a lot of people uncomfortable, but it's not my problem. You shouldn't be taking advantage well, I, I,
1: of I, I talk- listen, <laughs> I, um, Joshua, we've got to go to a break now, but will you stay on the line because I want you to carry on the conversation. Yes, sir.
3: Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion
6: with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.
3: channel
6: now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market
3: we don't follow we leave join us the voice america influencers channel
0: This is Rock Against Trafficking with Gary Miller. To reach our show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also reach out via email to gmillermusic at gmail.com. Now back to Rock Against Trafficking, the radio show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. I've still got Josh here on the line. Are Are you still there, Josh? Yes, sir. I am. Okay. So, ca- sorry, sorry to cut you out to have the break, but um, yeah, So, carry on with what you what you were saying.
6: Uh, we really, it was just, you know, we we really, to to in order to stop this problem. I mean, there's been a lot of talk over the years that hey, we want to fight against Trump, we want to fight against trafficking, but no one's really ever shined a light on the true darkness of this issue, and it's starting mm-hmm. to happen. I mean, it's slowly but surely starting to happen. I don't want to get into any conspiracy stuff. We'll save that for another day. But the light is starting to expose this issue, and there's people that are standing up and taking this on. There's people like Jason Cisneros. There's people like yourself who are the cause. They are going after it. They are going into the darkest corners of the world and helping bring and shine a light on this pandemic. and that's what we need, but we need more people doing it. This is not a a problem that a, a handful of people can take on. This is not a problem that a handful of organizations can take on. This is something that we all, as citizens of this planet, get to understand that this is that, this problem exists, and, and we can help fight against that. That's why I love what you're doing with your organization because it's it's really, really helping bring more attention to it in a manner that needs to be needs to be done. That's the only chance we have of stopping this. I, you know, my daughter just got here from uh, from Oklahoma here to San Diego, and mm-hmm. like I'm I'm looking at her, and I and, and we have a huge epidemic here in San Diego uh, with well, human trafficking. Because, well, I know
1: because people right? are. Are you aware of the rape trees uh, in San Diego? What when the coyotes bring the girls over? I mean, it's on our, it's on our borders. I mean, it's there on the internet. If you Google it. I mean, it's incredible that we have that on our borders and nothing seems to be done about any of it. And and pe- the thing is, people just don't want to know. I mean, I've been doing this for five years and when I started doing this, I never came across one person, even the police force that are in Malibu, when I would talk to them about it, not one person had even heard about it. Obviously, it's coming it's coming to light now, which I'm very, very pleased about. And people, people have to... They they have to take it on board because it could be, it could be your child that it could happen to. There's so many people, children that go missing that, that we never even hear about. Mm-hmm. You know? so I think,
6: it's, uh, it, it's sad. I have a I'm a part of a documentary that's being uh, done right now on uh, human trafficking, and it's actually with a former police officer who's out of Wisconsin and yeah. tattoo parlor now. And some of the stories in the documentary that's being built around. Uh, you, you know, his own experiences is incredible. And he himself has gone to politicians and, law, you know, other lawmakers to try yeah. to address this issue, and he gets blown off. And oh, no, so no. It, you no. have to ask yourself, okay, so why are people not paying attention to this or is it being ignored for a reason? We have a, the problem is at the top. like there's some people at the top that has to be this, It has yeah. to be the case, that there's some people at the top that do not want
1: well no, away. because I, I would imagine there's that's, people at the, the top that are inv- there's people at the top that are involved in it. that's why. I mean if, you know, I mean yeah. I, I met up with Michael Reagan, who was Ronald Reagan's son, and then would never let him on Fox. The, 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 he, couldn't get, he couldn't support it, and not, none of the you know when, when any things like that this happened, it's reported for about two days, and then that's the end of it, All, everybody forgets about it. You know?
6: Well, you heard like, about the huge bust in Los Angeles. When? That that
1: that made the papers for about a day. Oh, that oh yeah, <laughs> it's that, exactly. And it was covered up. Yeah, and well, I, I mean, I do believe that there's some people in some very high places that are that are in, which obviously makes it very difficult, and it makes it very dangerous as well, because people, people, a lot there's a lot of money now. There's a lot of money involved. I mean, I was told that a child, when somebody looks at a child now, it's like a hundred thousand dollars immediately. That's what they're going to earn from this one child. And some of the some of the stories that I've heard horrific and even from fbi agents that have, and they've got no resources to do it and people are doing it out in the open chicago i've seen documentaries in chicago uh, of young girls have been forced to go around the the um you know the truck stops and things like that it's just it's just crazy i mean me personally if somebody wants to, if somebody wants to be a high class hooker or whatever that's up to them but it's just when they're forced into doing something. And these, and this video that I saw, um, from destiny, uh, destiny rescue was horrific that the, you know, the conditions that the girls, the girls were in and what they do when they get one girl, they beat the girls to a pulp, basically so that the other girl can see what can happen to them. So the girls are just t- terrified and you can see, even though you can't see the girl's faces, you can see him walk into the room because of the surveillance cameras. And they're absolutely terrified. You know, they're absolutely terrified. They don't care. And, it's, and it is actually women that are bringing these guys in as well. It's not, like I said, people think this is just uh, men that do it. There's 50% of it is women that, that do it. They've just got no no passion for these girls for anything, no other life or nothing. So it's uh, something we've, we've really, really got to uh, attend to it. So uh, we, all, we all have to do whatever we can. So, um, well, Joshua, well, I want to, I want to thank you. Thank you for coming on, on, the show. Uh, have you watched, do you want to announce your website? Do you want to announce your website and everything?
6: Yeah, please. Uh, you can check me out at live mana worldwide. That's L I V E live, not die. Live mana, M A N A worldwide.com.
1: And you're going to be coming down to, this, to my studio so we can have a chat more. And, because that's what I think we should do. Is the People need to collaborate. It's not a case of lots of organizations yeah. doing their own thing. Everybody needs to help each other.
6: Amen to that. Amen to that.
1: Exactly. All right, and Joshua. Well, th- well, no doubt I'm, I will see you very, very soon. And thank you so much for coming, coming on. It's very interesting. And we'll, we'll get you on again and, and um, talk, mo- talk more about what you're doing. And when we've met, we'll go through, we'll go through stuff again.
6: Have a wonderful okay.
1: week. All right, same to, same to you, Joshua. Thank you very much.
6: Thank you, sir. Bye-bye.
1: All Right, shortly, I want to play the... Next, I want to play the Journey record. Um, Journey, uh, I've been working with Neil Sean from... It's Neil Sean from Journey. Um, and now what they want to do is they want to show this on the big screens through all the arenas that they do it and they're going on their North American tour. So, I'd like, this, is, this is their edition of Secret City 2 Bad Please. Police. Off and forth the fourth from now, set them free. Hope you like it. By Roxanne Heather.
4: Another suburban family morning. Grandmother's screaming at the walls. We have to shout above the din of our eyes, crispers. We can't hear. It.
1: Well, that was Neil, Sean and Arnell from Journey. As it happens, and that synchronicity by the police from the forthcoming album set them free. Um, As a a matter of fact, um, Arnell, who sang that song, he's the the new singer with Journey from the Philippines. So he's well aware of all this, all what goes on. So he's going to be doing a lot to help this. Um, Journey, have just gone into rehearsals, and like I said earlier on, they're putting the big... You know it's going to be on the big screens so rock against trafficking and they're going to be announcing it all through all through um all through their american tour i mean i'm going to start having playing more and more and more music and have celebrities on once once we get going um make it because it's a very very dark subject and a lot of people don't want to know but i mean i think if we do this through entertainment then i think you know even if people don't want to help and if they're not interested, just by buying the record that they like, or going to a concert, or buying merchandise, you know they're going to be helping anyway. Because it's not it's not easy to um, to talk to people about this subject. I mean, they really just they really just don't want to know. So we've we've created five years of awareness. It's been a long, long time getting this record out for different reasons, uh, but now Rock Against Trafficking is fully. Functional. I mean, a lot of the time it's been me on my own, but um, now we have got an absolutely incredible team behind us. I've got Jamie, who's really helping me a great deal. We've got Jeff Chilton and Andy Andreas and Bruce Ferguson, all humanitarians. We're working very hard, so it's really, really coming together very quickly. You know, it's been five years in the making. They started off as a three month project for me and that was five years ago and there's been lots of lots of uh, obstacles put in the way but it's what it's it's one of those things where once you learn about this problem you just can't you just can't put it away you can't put it down so this is Gary Miller going to be saying enough for Rock Against Trafficking and all tune in next week so thank you very much
0: thank you for listening this week to Rock Against Trafficking The mission of Rock Against Trafficking, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, is to bring awareness and to combat global human trafficking through the power and influence of music, the arts, and entertainment. Join Gary Miller again live next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time for another program on the Voice America Influencers Channel. For more information about Rock Against Trafficking, visit rockagainsttrafficking.org.